Hello friends, welcome to Ruxana's audiobook library. Let us start with the second part of the book My Father's Dragon, story by Ruth Stiles Gannett and illustrated by Ruth Grisman Gannett. Chapter 4 My Father Finds the River The jungle began just beyond the narrow strip of beach. Thick, dark, damp, scary jungle. My father hardly knew where to go, so he crawled under a wahoo bush to think and eat eight tangerines. The first thing to do, he decided, was to find the river, because the dragon was tied somewhere along its bank. Then he thought, if the river flows into the ocean, I ought to be able to find it quite easily if I just walk along the beach far enough. So my father walked until the sun rose and he was quite far from the ocean rocks. It was dangerous to stay near them because they might be guarded in the daytime. He found a clump of tall grass and sat down. Then he took off his rubber boots and ate three more tangerines. He could have eaten twelve but he didn't see but he hadn't seen any tangerines on this island and he could not risk running out of something to eat. My father slept all that day and only woke up late in the afternoon when he heard a funny little voice saying, Queer, queer, what a dear little dog. I mean, dear, dear, what a queer little rock. My father saw a tiny paw rubbing itself on his knapsack. He lay very still and the mouse, for it was a mouse, hurried away muttering to itself, I must smell tamdari. I mean, I must tell somebody. My father waited a few minutes and then started down the beach because it was almost dark now and he was afraid the mouse really would tell somebody. He walked all night and two scary things happened. First, he just had to sneeze, so he did and somebody close by said, Is that you, monkey? My father said, Yes. Then the voice said, You must have something on your back, monkey. And my father said, yes, because he did. He had his knapsack on his back. What do you have on your back, monkey? asked the voice. My father didn't want know what to say because what would a monkey have on its back? And how would it sound telling someone about it if it did have something? Just then another voice said, I bet you're taking your sick grandmother to the doctors. My father said, yes, and hurried on. Quite by accident, he found out later that he had been talking to a pair of tortoises. The second thing that happened was that he nearly walked right between two wild boars who were talking in low, solemn whispers. When he first saw the dark shapes, he thought they were boulders. Just in time, he heard one of them say, There are three signs of a recent invasion. First, fresh tangerine peels were found under the woohoo. Wahoo bush near the ocean rocks. Second, a mouse reported an extraordinary rock some distance from the ocean rocks, which upon further investigation simply wasn't there. However, more fresh tangerine peels were found in the same spot, which is the third sign of invasion. Since tangerines do not grow on our island, somebody must have brought them across the ocean rocks from the other island, which may or may not have something to do with the appearance or disappearance of the extraordinary rock reported by the mouse after a long silence the other boy said you know i think we're taking all this too seriously 
those peel probably floated over here all by themselves and you know how unreliable mice are besides if they had been an invasion i would have been seen it perhaps you're right said the first boy shall we retire whereupon they both trundled back into the jungle well that taught my father a lesson and after that he saved all his tangerine peels he walked all night and toward morning came to the river then his troubles really began chapter 5 my father meets some tigers the river was very wide and muddy and the jungle was very gloomy and dense the trees grew close to each other and what room there was between them was taken up by great high ferns and sticky leaves my father hated to leave the beach but he decided to start along the river bank where at least the jungle wasn't quite so thick he ate three tangerines making sure to keep all the peels this time and put on his rubber boots my father tried to follow the river bank but it was very swampy and as he went farther the swamp became deeper when it was quite as deep as his boot tops he could stuck in the oozy he got stuck in the oozy mucky mud my father tugged and tugged and nearly pulled his boots or right off but at last he managed to wade to a drier place here the jungle was so thick that he could hardly see where the river was he unpacked his compass and figured out the direction he could shop he should walk in order to stay near the river but he didn't know that the river made a very sharp curve away from him just a little way beyond and so as he walked straight ahead he was getting farther and farther away from the river it was very hard to walk in the jungle the sticky leaves of the ferns caught at my father's hair and he kept tripping over roots and rotten logs sometimes the trees were clumped so closely together that he couldn't squeeze between them and had to walk a long way around he began to hear whispering noises but he couldn't see any animals anywhere the deeper into the jungle he went the surer he was that something was following him and then he thought he heard whispering noises on both sides of him as well as behind he tried to run but he tripped over more roots and the noises only came nearer once or twice he thought he heard something laughing at him at last he came out into a clearing and ran right into the middle of it so that he could see anything that might try to attack him was he surprised when he looked and saw 14 green eyes coming out of the jungle all along the clearing and then the green eyes turned into seven tigers the tigers walked around him in a big circle looking hungrier all the time and then they sat down and began to talk i suppose you thought we didn't know you were trespassing in the jungle then the next tiger spoke i suppose you're going to say you didn't know it was a jungle did you know that not one explorer has ever left this island alive said the third tiger my father thought of the cat and knew this wasn't true but of course he had too much sense to say so one doesn't contradict a hungry tiger the tigers went on talking in turn you're a first little boy you know and curious to know if you're especially tender maybe you think we have regular meal times but we don't we just eat whenever we feel hungry said the fifth tiger and we are very hungry right now in fact i can hardly wait said the sixth i can't wait said the seventh tiger and then 
all the tigers said together in a loud roar, Let's begin right now. And they moved in closer. My father looked at those seven hungry tigers and then he had an idea. He quickly opened his knapsack and took out the chewing gum. The cat had told him the tigers were specially fond of chewing gum, which was very scarce on the island. So he threw them each a piece, but they only growled. As fond as we are of chewing gum, we're sure we'd like you even better. And they moved so close that I could feel them breathing on his face. But this is very special chewing gum, said my father. If you keep on chewing it long enough, it will turn green. And then if you plant it, it will grow more chewing gum. And the sooner you start chewing, the sooner you'll have more. The tiger said, Why don't you say, Isn't that fine? And as each one wanted to be the first to plant the chewing gum, they all unwrapped their pieces and began chewing as hard as they could. Every once in a while, one tiger would look into another's mouth and say, Nope, it's not done yet. Until finally, they were all so busy looking into each other's mouth to make sure that no one was getting ahead, that they forgot all about my father. Chapter 6 My Father Meets a Rhinoceros My father soon found a trail leading away from the clearing. All sorts of animals might be using it too, but he decided to follow the trail no matter what he met because it might lead to the dragon. He kept a sharp lookout in front and behind and went on. Just as he was feeling quite safe, he came around a curve right behind the two wild boars. One of them was saying to the other, Did you know that the tortoises thought they saw a monkey carrying his sick grandmother to the doctors last night? But monkey's grandmother died a week ago, so they must have seen something else. I wonder what it was. I t told you that there was an invasion of foods at the other boar. And I intend to find out what it is. I simply can't stand invasions. Me neither, said a little tiny voice. I mean me neither. And my father knew that the mouse was there too. Well, said the father, first bow, you search the trail up this way to the dragon. I'll go back down the other way through the big clearing and we'll send mouse to the watch the other oceans in case the invasion should decide to go away before we find it. My father hid behind a mahogany tree just in time and the first bow walked right past him. My father waited for the other bow to get a head start on him, but he didn't wait very long enough because he knew that when the first bow saw the tigers chewing gum in the clearing, he'd been even more suspicious. Soon the trail crossed a little brook and my father who by this time was very thirsty, stopped to drink a little water. He still had on his rubber boots, so he waded into a little pool of water and was stopping down when something quite sharp picked him up by the seat of the pants and shook him very hard. Don't you know that's my private weeping pool? said a deep angry voice. My father couldn't see who was talking because he was hanging in the air right over the pool, but he said, Oh no, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that everybody had a private weeping pool. Everybody doesn't, said the angry voice. But I do because I have such a big thing to weep about. And I drown everybody I find using my weeping pool. With that, the animal tossed my father up and down over the water. What is it? 
that you weep about so much? Asked my father, trying to get his breath, and he thought all over the th all the things he had in his pack. Oh, I have many things to weep about, but the biggest thing is the color of my tusk. My father squirmed every which was trying to see the tusk, but it was through the seat of his pants where he couldn't possibly see it. When I was a young rhinoceros, my tusk was pearly white, said the animal, and then my father knew that he was hanging by the seat of his pants from a rhinoceros's tusk. But it has turned a nasty yellow-gray in my old age, and I find it very ugly. You see, everything else about me is ugly, but when I had a beautiful tusk, I didn't worry so much about the rust. Now that my tusk is ugly too, I can't sleep nights just thinking about how completely ugly I am, and I weep all the time. But why should I be telling all this to you? I caught you using my pool and now I'm going to drown you. Oh, wait a minute, rhinoceros, said my father. I have some things that will make your tusk all white and beautiful again. Just let me down and kill and I'll give them to you. The rhinoceros said, You do? I can hardly believe it. Why, I'm so excited. <coughs> the rhinoceros said, You do? I can hardly believe it. Why, I'm so excited. He put my father down and danced around in a circle while my father got out the tube of toothpaste and the toothbrush. Now, said my father, just move your tusk a little nearer, please, and I'll show you how to begin. My father wet the brush in the pool, squeezed on a dab of toothpaste and scrubbed very hard in one tiny spot. Then he told the rhinoceros to wash it off and when the pool was calm again, he told the rhinoceros to look in the water and see how white the little spot was. It was hard to see in the dim light of the jungle, but sure enough, the spot shone pearly white, just like new. The rhinoceros was so pleased that he grabbed the toothbrush and began scrubbing violently, forgetting all about my father. Just then, my father heard footsteps, and he jumped behind the rhinoceros. It was the bow coming back from the big clearing where the tigers were chewing gum. The boy looked at the rhinoceros and at the toothbrush and at the tube of toothpaste and then he scratched his ear on a tree. Tell me, rhinoceros, he said, where did you get that fine tube of toothpaste and that toothbrush? Too busy, said the rhinoceros and he went on brushing as hard as he could. The boy sniffed angrily and trotted down the trail toward the dragon, muttering to himself, very suspicious. Tigers too busy chewing gum, rhinoceros too busy brushing his tusk, must get hold of that invasion. Don't like it one bit, not one bit. It's upsetting everybody terribly. Wonder what it's going here or doing here anyway.